Ryan, why do you have a sword? Huh? Why do you have a sword? Just, just in case. You never know. Hmm. Hello, interwebs, and welcome to Close Up. I'm your co-host, Joe. And I'm Ryan. Enter our House of the Dragon discussion. Full spoilers ahead for the season. Also ahead, a very likely close-up civil war. You've been warned. From this extreme long shot, we zoom into our medium shot. So, I'll, I'll start this time. I've never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones in my life. Barely even any clips. So I was coming into House of the Dragon completely cold. I have been hearing my entire life, well, not my entire life, you know, I, whatever. I've been hearing for the last 10 years from everybody how Game of Thrones is the best show ever made and whatever. But uh, even though I never really cared to watch it, I had a certain level of expectations for House of the Dragon just because of that. Because it was like, okay, if Game of Thrones is the best show ever made, then this one should be at least okay, right? I hope. Even after the debacle that was season 8, allegedly, I wouldn't know. So, yeah, my expectations were high, and you know, we'll see what I thought. And I'll try to be as impartial as possible. I'm, I'm definitely more impartial than Ryan here, because he's a big Game of Thrones fan. And, you know, I'm just taking this season for what it is. Just coming in cold, and, uh, yeah. What were your expectations going in, Ryan? Yeah, we talked about this before. Game of Thrones is one of my favorite shows of all time. Started watching it around when season three came out with the family. And it just became a tradition each year it came out just to watch it with them. Never watch it by yourselves. Because that would be rude. And, you know, season eight happened. And I've taken some time to uh, accept for what it is. Because I don't think George R. R. Martin's going to release the last two books. <laughs> I, th I don't think it's going to happen. He says he's 75% done the Winds of Winter. He better be. I don't read the books, but I might read them when they all come out eventually. Listen to them on Audible so, yeah, or my, something. My expectations, my expectations for House of the Dragons were very low just because I didn't care about this time period. I really wanted them to do a prequel show about Robert's Rebellion which is the war that sets up Game of Thrones timeline. So I, I really didn't care. And then I heard that the show was doing decently well. So I was like, okay. When the second episode came out, I watched the first two episodes. And after the second episode, I was instantly hooked. Instantly. I was like, holy fuck. This is the best dialogue I've heard in years. In years. The dialogue was immaculate, and it just kept getting better and better and better and better and better throughout the entire season. I cannot tell you how much I love this show. I don't think it's perfect. I don't think it's perfect. But holy fuck, is this show great solely because of the writing. The writing is really super. And I bet you can tell what team I'm on based on the color scheme that I've picked out today. Me too. Me too, Ryan. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, why don't you go first, King Rapist? And uh, Rhaenyra, as I told you last night, is the Justin Trudeau of Westeros. Just because her daddy was good doesn't mean she was worthy is that, is, of leadership. It's, 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 not about, it's not about worthiness. It's about what was right. She was named heir. 
She's supposed to be heir. They all broke their oaths. All right? They're all traitors and usurpers. They did not break their oaths. You guys might not know this. You guys might not. You guys might not know this. Joe hates the government. He hates any form of government, and he loves people being overthrown. He loves it. That's you're you're putting words into my mouth. I am no anarchist. <laughs> I'm a libertarian. But what I will say is they did not break their oaths because yes, because a lot of those people's oaths were made by their fathers, like that guy in the last episode who was like, you know what? I didn't take an oath to Princess Rhaenyra. My daddy did that, and she's coming here asking for for me without even offering anything in no return. Honor. Okay, no, thank you. They have no honor. They they did it all by the book. You know what? You know who didn't do anything? The You know who did not do their duty at all the way they were supposed to? Princess Rhaenyra. The Hightowers got the throne fair and square because they played the Game of Thrones by the rules. By murder and extortion <laughs> and keeping yep. everybody at bay. Them's the rules. You know all why to Princess Rhaenyra... the fucking worst child of... of Viserys' children on the throne just because it has Hightower blood. Yep. I don't see what's wrong God, with that. I, every poll every poll I look at, every poll I look at, and I know you're going to love this to your core, but you are, they always do Team Black or Team Green. And you know how what percentage of Team Green is? It's always 10 to 11%. And I know you deep down secretly love that. You love being in the minority of polls like this. I really, I really do. And you know what? Today I'm going to give my best... <laughs> defense of the greens because i know it's unpopular Gosh. to like the greens and i'll you know God we were talking about it. this last we were talking about this last night the greens are really not bad people it's just that in this show to make them unlikable everyone had to do one thing that was really stupid or really just like everyone was fine until they did one thing that made them super unlikable and that's one of my complaints with the writing of the show is that i'm like they were trying to make people hate Team Green by making them as unlikable as possible. And, like, well, like you said, you call him King Rapist. He was a perfectly sympathetic character before that point. There was no good reason for them to make him a rapist, except they want people to root against him now at this point. Which, okay, fine, you know, I, I can't, I'm not going to say they executed it poorly, but just that's a complaint. I have as with the writing of the show is that they went out of their way to make Team Green unlikable. <laughs> but I see I see through their flaws to what they really are and I think they're better people than Team Black. Pull this out early. <laughs> oh yeah. Got to hold on to this real quick. You know what? I started with I started with the green because that's what is it when when the green when they wear green, that's that's when they're coming for war. I started. That's with, high towers. Yeah, yeah. That's yep. high towers. Yeah. That's why I wore the green today. I'm coming for you, Ryan. I'm coming for all Team Black. Well, you little schemer, you look me dead in the eye. <laughs> you look me dead in the eye while you do it. You don't send me away to Dragonstone and then just let my father die on his deathbed, just and then keep everybody at bay. They did not send her away. I'm just kidding. They didn't send she her was away. A they didn't send no, her away. She, she was a coward. She ran because, oh, everyone's turning against me. So she ran. Oh, stop it. They would have murdered her if she was in King's Landing. Your, your ifs and buts. Ifs and buts. No Somebody... ifs and buts. That's what Otto Hightower wanted. It's like, we need to send people to Dragonstone to kill Rhaenyra and her and children. And Allison put them in her place. 
She looked her daddy in the eye and they said, didn't. nope, nope, that's not happening. We're going to try to make peace first. To everybody watching this, I know this is a Lord of the Rings sword. I know, okay? It's the only sword I have. God. I just know people are going to complain about it. Anyway. Ugh. I didn't know we were going to get into this so early. Right away. No, why right, you, off the, right off the bat, we're doing why do you this. Think, why do you think they don't want Rhaenyra to be, to be queen? Was it because I at can the give very you a start, lot of reasons right she now. was just a trust fund kids? Right at the start, she was a trust fund kid and didn't amount to anything? No, it's solely because she was a woman at the start. Otto Hightower, from the beginning, Otto Hightower, from the very beginning, did not want Rhaenyra to be a leader because she was a woman. They had that had whole reasons. council meeting where they talked about it. There was Lionel Strong. There was also Corliss Valerian. They were just like, but she's a girl. This, this betrays our entire way of life. So from the very beginning, there was that stigma against her. And okay, they you know kept and trying that... to push her away, push her away, push her away. So I understand the dumb choices that she made and how reckless she's being because she doesn't feel that any lord actually wants to help her out. So, and also she's a kid at this point. She's not going to make smart decisions to like, you know, scheme her way to the top because she feels like she doesn't need to scheme her way to the top. She's been named heir to the throne of the entire realm. You know why I and the I sympathize don't like her because of her sex. You know what? I'm going to counter that. I sympathize with Rhaenyra at the start because of that. Because oh, this sucks. Sexism's getting the kingdom down. You know, she can't they screwed over Renice too. They don't want her to be queen because they're they're traditionalist sexist and wow, this really sucks for her and I I feel pity for her. Even her own father is just waiting to replace her with her firstborn son. But then, Ryan, but then, before they even, they even age skip her up, in this period, Viserys goes to bat for her. The king himself says, I'm going to make everyone swear allegiance to her. I am not going to mm-hmm. name my firstborn son heir if I do have a son. He goes up to bat for her. So that's one thing that makes me less sympathetic mm-hmm. already. The king says he makes everybody swear loyalty to her. Okay, great. So the sexism doesn't this matter point- anymore. But wait, At this point, still- he didn't know if he was going to remarry. He was too heartbroken because the woman who, who Rhaenyra's mother, who died, was the love of his life. Yeah. And he did not want to remarry at this point. So that's one thing. The sexism no longer mattered after she was named heir. Because, whatever, they had to swear loyalty to her, and they were going to... They were going to be okay with that. So, okay, fine. She was already named heir. She got over that hurdle. So that's one thing. But then... What really turned me against her was all her, even as heir, when Viserys was in her corner and he's just trying to, like, she's already still not that popular, but she seemed to nearly go out of her way to do everything a princess shouldn't do. You know, like, she's, like, she seduces the knight. She, Viserys said, you can marry anybody you want. And then, like, because her duty is to marry and have kids. And she goes out of her way not to until she's forced to. And then she's like, oh, woe is me. I have to marry. It's like, okay. But then you turn down the guy who said, okay, I'll, I'll run away with you. It's like, oh, now she wants duty after she seduced him and made him break his oath. Now she chooses that. Even when she kept telling him the entire time, this is not really what I want. So she's, a, she's two-faced. She's a backstabber. She doesn't, she doesn't really respect her duty at all. And then, so that turned me against her there. 
So the first thing was everyone swore allegiance to her, and then she proves she's not very good at her duty. And then later, when they're adults, sexism once again doesn't seem to matter to anyone who's allied to Alice in Hightower. Even her own father, who was the biggest schemer in the show, ends up bowing to her metaphorically. She even puts him in his place. Sir Kristen Coles uh, and the King's Guard, they're allied to Alice in Hightower. She's basically everyone at the at the in the the round table the lords they all like her too even though she's just the king's mouthpiece basically but she pretty much ran things and nobody cared that she was a woman maybe they care they only cared you could argue because yeah she's Viserys's mouthpiece and her son might be king is the second in line okay but they were all still listening to Alice and Hightower for years no problem but meanwhile Renera couldn't command any following that weren't specifically told by her daddy to make them like her. <laughs> Rhaenyra had years to command a following, but nobody likes her. Everybody keeps trying to make this woman happen, but she's not good. She's unfit to be a ruler. You know, someone like Alison Hightower is... Like, it, sexism doesn't matter anymore. They liked her. And when Renice even said at the end, you know, why, why are you still hiding in your, like, trying to make a window in your prison. You could be queen if you wanted, and people would be fine with that. And she's like, nah, I, I won't do that. But I think they would have liked her. They would have respected Alice in Hightower, but nobody respects Rhaenyra because she's of low character, and she, she would not be good at her job just because that's, just because her daddy kept trying to make her happen. And, you know, even the people, like, even her own husband shows her disrespect. She can't even command the respect of her own husband, who right after a war meeting is choking her out and making her, undermining her in the war meeting, trying to take over. Even among the people who swear loyalty to her, they don't like her. Or she, she looks like just undermined in front of them. She can't even get her own house in order. Now, I will say her children are better than Allison's. They, she got a better deal there. She's a better mother than Allison's. I'll give her that. Okay. But that's why I'm Team Green. Not because, not because sexism or anything. It's because the High Towers are actually just better at the Game of Thrones and they'd be better leaders. Renair is just a spoiled brat who is only in charge because every because her daddy said so and she she didn't earn it and uh yeah that's that's a large part of why i'm team green because they're they're just good all right at what they do here i go here i go she doesn't want to get married because either a she's going to be sent off to some random fucking lord's castle so that aegon become can become king the two-year-old or She's afraid that as soon as they're married, that husband is going to kill her, and then he will become king. That's exactly what happens. And the whole... what Here's why I don't like Team Green. Because Otto, from the very start, manipulates his own daughter to get close to the king right after the love of his life is dead. And Allison, I'm sorry, she's a fucking hypocrite. She's a super hypocrite. Judges Rhaenyra about having sex before marriage and, you know, courting men before marriage. Motherfucker, you've been doing this for years. And you did it right after the king's, the queen's death. 
She's so judgmental. You fucked her dad. After they were married. You're baiting her dad the whole time. After Stop. they were married. It's, that's, it, it, she played it by the rules. It doesn't fucking matter. She played by the rules. It doesn't she, matter. She won the heart Ridiculous. of the king by being, not by manipulating him, but by actually listening to him. And She doesn't king, love him. She doesn't love him. No, she you does. Can tell when you know what? She does. No, she does. You can I, tell. No, you can I, tell when I, I they're realize. having sex. She's just sitting there like, she's no, not, I there's have, no passion between them. No, I have my theories on that. I think, personally, I think she was in love with Rhaenyra. But I also think she did <laughs> love... No, I, I can get into that later. I think, I think Allison what, had a thing for Rhaenyra, really. But I do think she and Viserys were a good couple, and I'll tell you why. Viserys did not... Like, Emma was the love of his life, and he knew that. He didn't really want to get married, but everybody, all his lords said... You need to get married. You need to have more kids to protect the kingdom. And he's like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll get remarried. And Allison is, she listens to me. I like her company. Maybe I wouldn't marry her if I didn't feel like I had to get married. But you know what? She's pretty good, if anybody. And Allison, that also worked out for her. It's like, you know what? I like having conversations with this guy. And my dad wants me to to become his wife anyway it was not really a marriage of love but a mutual convenience and they worked they were just a good team they worked well together and i'll tell you why she did love him is when i realized after viserys dies allison and they wrap up his body and there's kind of that little memorial they clear the room and she cries over his body and that's when i realized she did love him because she's showing sorrow and in mourning when nobody's watching she's the only she one in the room start of course not but that's, that's just my the way point. these things that's are my whole point when they're younger that's my whole point is when they're younger she didn't do it out of love she did it to so that the high towers could get closer to the throne but and then eventually that. a high tower born person but viserys it's just, knew it's that a it's scheme not scheme thing it's a scheme but viserys knew that i think no on viserys some level, is so blind viserys no, it, is so it's blind like, what did he think was happening it's like he's just too trustworthy he knew he needed to get married you see it and he didn't care he didn't care if she was using him for ambition he just liked her and he knew he needed to get married and she was the best option he had really he's like you know what i like this girl and if she's using me whatever i know she she's a good listener at least and she'll make good conversations and maybe she'll make good children she'll be a good wife to me whatever she wants to marry me for i don't know i don't care but I need to get married, and that's fine. It was kind of an unspoken acknowledgement. This isn't a marriage of love, but of mutual convenience. He needed to get married. She wanted ambition for her family. It, it wasn't... But I think they did love each other as the years went on. Maybe not in a romantic way, but I think they did care for each other. And she cared for him. Even Alice, even uh, Rhaenyra at the dinner table said, You know what, Allison? In front of my whole family here, I will give you this. You looked after him all these years. And she really did that. Who cares what her reason was at the start? She was a good wife to him at the end of the day. And even Rhaenyra right. admits it at the end. That's my in defense of Rhaenyra. The only thing I will say that she did dumb was try not try hard enough to have children with Lucera. Lucerus. That's her kid's name. Lanor. That was his fault. I think she that could, wasn't she, even that wasn't even she her fault. She should have tried harder, and also hit. He yeah, said it. His he fault said it. He's as like, well. it's my fault. It's my fault. He should have tried more. It. Yeah. 
But also, that whole fucking argument is thrown out the window when she has kids with Damon. So she has two new kids. She had a third one on the way, but stillbirth. There's four pregnancy scenes in the show, and they're all shot very recently and very well done. Some people are saying they're too shocking or whatever. I'm like, well, they're real. So get yeah, used they, to it. Yeah, uh, that was... Ugh. All of them were like, ah. All of them are like, ugh. Like, you can put the most watch gory... Because that's what it is. You can put the most gory battle scenes on. Like, I didn't cringe as hard yeah. when Damon was just killing all those pirates as much as I did during those birthing scenes. Those were like, ah, they got yeah. me. <laughs> the violence, not so much. It's funny how that works. But yeah. when they say, like, oh, she has bastards, so there's no real claim to the throne. Well, now here's Damon's children that are... Pure Valerian blood. Pure Valerian blood. Targaryens yeah. and... Yeah. Targaryens, both named Aegon the Younger and then uh, Viserys the Second. Yeah, so that, that whole argument doesn't matter. She is constantly... You see it all the time, even in the... Whenever they have the council meetings. Whenever Rhaenyra tries to say something or tries to defend even the war in the Stepstones, she's pushed aside, especially by Otto Hightower, so she doesn't feel like she can defend herself. So whenever she tries to make a notion, she's like, shut up, little girl. You don't, you don't, get, a, you don't get a say in this. And with the whole thing with Sir Christian, fuck Sir Christian. He's the most... I, first of all, that whole writing part, that's another thing that I didn't like, how he just falls in love with her after who knows how long that time jump is from episode four to five. I'm going to assume maybe weeks because it's not very clear. But he goes from just sleeping with her to falling in love with her and be like, run away with me to Essos and we can have a magical life together. And then when he gets rejected, he just becomes the most toxic man I've ever seen in my life. The fact that Christian Cole is able, I can't root any team that Christian Cole is on. The fact that he's able to murder lords, very important lords of the realm, and not have any consequence for them is absolutely insane to me. And maybe it's because the queen protects him all the time, but that is dangerous. He's literally a bulldog, and I hate that. So, and so Rhaenyra has no allies at court, except for guess who? Damon, who is her uncle, it's a little weird, but also it's medieval times that happen all the time in real life. Everybody calm the fuck down. So you have to, and now they're matched together because Damon has his, Damon had his kids with Lena, right? Yeah. Lena Valerian. All those Valerians have such Valerian. similar sounding names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Had their kids, so make sure of their, those daughters. I want to see more of the daughters, personally. I want to see more of them. They didn't get a lot to do. acting. They didn't get a lot to do. Hopefully they have a lot to do in season two. And so now they're wed. Their children are going to be wed. And it's... Uh, I'm Team Black all the way. I'm only Team Black all the way because of how it started. I don't care where it ended up. I honestly don't care. It was a scheme from the start. And all because based off a girl. And now... Because she was a girl. And now throughout the years she made poor decisions to help their... Their reasoning for usurping the throne, but from the very start, it was nothing to do with the fact of what her character was. It was because she was a woman. Once again, that's how it started, but that's not the reason I ultimately am against Team Black. I'm against Team. Once again, I'm not cheering for Aegon the Rapist here. I don't really like him either. That's my but whole thing. Their whole, their whole. I just don't idea. like Rhaenyra. Oh, I don't like Rhaenyra. We can't have. We can't have Rhaenyra on the throne. 
and because okay, thing. she's a bad character, Aegon is a worse person than Rhaenyra. I'm going to give you another point here. Aegon doesn't give a Rhaenyra. shit about the realm. I'm going to give you another point here for why I would not want Rhaenyra on the throne. King Viserys basically... He, he made a special point of not making Daemon his heir and kept him as far away from court as he could for years. And then Rhaenyra goes and marries this guy and has kids with him and he would be, I guess, would he be, I guess, king consort. King consort. So even though Viserys named Rhaenyra his heir, sure, but he spent his whole life trying to keep Daemon out of the politics only for Rhaenyra to end up on the throne and Daemon would be the king consort. Exactly where Viserys would not have wanted him. So I don't think she's a good leader and her husband is the guy that the former king wanted nowhere near the leadership roles. So those those two together are an unholy alliance that I'm like, I don't really want to see either of these people. And I love it. I love it. Oh, they're great. They're a great couple. Yeah, they're a great, they're a power couple. Don't get me wrong. You know, they're everyone getting mad. Everyone getting mad in episode 10 where he chokes her. That's Damon as a character. He is a wild card of a character. He doesn't yeah. really have morals, and he's angry. That that's an emotional reaction because she brings up the son of ice and fire, and he gets jealous. Damon's that not he into wasn't the told the story. Damon's not into no. It wasn't that. Damon's not into well. He doesn't hear it, but Damon's not because there's some Targaryens that are really into dreams and really into omens. And yeah. as she as he's choking her, he says. My father was my sorry. My brother was a slave to his omens. It's that's what killed him. Is believing this false narrative. But then right after that, Rhaenyra looks at him and basically just says, oh, "Yeah, but that's not why he. Ch- that's not him. why he choked. That's not why he choked her. I think both are true. It might be. It might be another thing. But like the main thing was like it's an emotional thing, not because like oh he told you something you didn't tell me. Eh, that's a stupid reason. The main reason is because. Is the omen thing. I think that's a better reason. The omen thing is just, why are no, you... No, come on. Like, the jealousy of, like, you, you're my wife, and he's probably being a little bit of a fragile man maybe there, but it's like, he was really close to Viserys, and he was gonna be... He wanted to be Ex- the that, Exactly! No, I think it's boiling down to... It's the jealousy. I think that's a more... That's a better reason for her, him to want to choke her, because he's like, my own brother, who I love, didn't tell me this, but he, he tells her, and he just... I think he's a little pissed off at her that she knows something important that he didn't tell her, and he just I feels left disagree. out. I think it makes him feel left out and inferior, and, like, he's felt all his life. I completely disagree, because from the very beginning of the episode, Viserys talks about how he saw his son sit on the Iron Throne. That was his firstborn son, and he kept trying to have that son with a- uh, Emma, who is his first wife. And she ultimately dies, and that that destroys him. And that led him to being like, oh, okay, well, I guess Rhaenyra is my heir then. And then when he marries Allison, has a firstborn son, that, and you see in episode three, it destroys him. So, so Damon is just taking in this information all the time. So as soon as he hears, it's like, okay, I don't have to deal with, my brother's dead and that's terrible, but I don't really have to deal with that anymore. So as soon as he hears Rhaenyra say a prophecy, he's not like a prophecy guy, so he's like, holy fucking shit, you don't realize how much damage this did to my brother. What the fuck? And he's just, he's an emotional guy. He's a reaction type of guy. 
So Honestly, I don't. The whole I think point of my saying whatever, whatever valid reason, like exist. it's both of them. Yeah. I just think the main reason is the omen thing. So it's like if you fucking talk about this omen thing again, I'm going to lose it because this is what killed my brother. He's not a spiritual guy. He's an action type guy. That's why he went yep. and got the second biggest dragon in the world, singing High Valyrian to it, which is a beautiful scene, by the way. Fuck, the show is so good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so here, yeah, at the end of the, why I can't side with Team Green is because Allison is such a hypocrite. Sir Christian's there. I don't think Otto Hightower really cared about King Viserys at all. Did. Except, no. The only time... He kept pushing... Viserys said, you were a good hand before you let your personal ambition cloud your judgment. He was good once. My point. My point. My point. He let his personal ambition get in the way of it. He wants a high tower on the throne. The whole reason this whole war is happening, you can make an argument, is because of Otto Hightower. Of his second... Of his right... Of his right-hand man, who is supposed to be his most trustworthy advisor. Lionel Strawn, who is probably Hand of the King for, what, 10 years? Is a way better hand than Otto Hightower ever was. You know what I'll say about him not uh, Otto Hightower? You said he didn't really care for Viserys. Here's what I will say about Viserys. To me, this whole story is about Viserys being such a good dude... Even the would-be usurpers all want to wait till he's dead before they make their move. Everybody likes yep. this guy on both sides. Team Black, Team Green, doesn't matter. Allison Hightower didn't marry him for love, but she liked him. Otto wanted to get his own kids on the throne, but I think he liked Viserys too. Nobody wanted to stab this guy in the back. Nobody wanted to disappoint him. They, were, they all wanted his affection. They all wanted to do right by him. They were all just plotting for what happened after he died. Everybody cared Viserys for Viserys. The peaceful, man. Yeah. Yeah. So even if they worked against him, they weren't really working against him. They were working against Rhaenyra, if anything. And by extension, Viserys' wishes. But everybody liked Viserys on some level. So I disagree with I disagree with your point there. I think Viserys is the glue that held everything together. Because he was the oh, only well, common ally everybody yeah. had. Yeah. Because so. he was the top dog and he on multiple occasions, he told everybody, stop fucking fighting. My daughter is going to be my heir, and you have to deal with that. And Otto's like, yeah, sure, until you're dead. <laughs> but yeah, King Viserys, he's, to get away from just the arguments a little bit, I think he's probably one of the best characters in the show, probably almost all of Game of Thrones. He's the best so character. Much so that George, he's my favorite. That George R. R. Martin came out and said, I almost want to go back and rewrite those chapters to make King Viserys like he was in the show. Because the way uh, Patty Considine, who's the actor, completely changed the way he is from the books. Mm. And he does such a good job, especially in episode eight, where he's old and frail. In so his good. And I, so it's good. quotes everywhere. In his weakest moment, he is the strongest he's ever been, where he's old and decayed and he's walking up towards the steps Climbs and the, up the improv throne. moment where his, where his crown falls off and Damon walks up. I got teary-eyed I was like, holy fuck, no matter what, all this shit these two have been through, that's still his brother and he still cares about him. Yeah. It's not in the show, but in the books when it was Viserys and Rhaenys up for the throne, 
and before the King Jaharis, before he called the meeting, Damon right away was calling up bannermen and and lords to create an army for Viserys to fight for the throne. Since mm. day one, Damon has been on Viserys' side. So, and you yeah. see that connection throughout the whole show, and I just I love it. And I really it's appreciate so that too, because in pretty much any other show, the king's brother, who would have been second in line to the throne at one point, would be his biggest enemy. But Damon mm-hmm. was one of Viserys' closest allies, really. Even when guys like Otto Hightower were plotting behind his back, Damon, who would be second in line to the throne, really he respected his brother and only wanted no to be right by his brother. Leech grows, it always wants more. What a great even though fucking he, line. Even though he really wanted to bang his niece and and Viserys was ready to kick the crap out of him just for that. Eh, it's, yeah, it's, you know, medieval times. Yeah. Anyway. He, like, he was not a It's so fun. There's, com- there's means, comparison. But... There's comparison where it's like watching Targaryen incest. Everyone's like, yeah, it's cool, whatever. And then cut to Game of Thrones, like watching Lannister incest. Oh, that's awful. It's disgusting. <laughs> I think it's all, it's character based too, which is really funny. But yeah, I will say their characters that I do like on Team Green is, uh, I'll give, there's only a couple. My favorite, uh, one of my favorites, it's weird because she doesn't get a lot of screen time, but it's Helena, who is the the only daughter of, the only, yeah, the sister of Aegon and Aemond. The wife now, the queen. She's just, I guess she's she's the queen now. Yeah, she's the queen. She's just so innocent. She's one of those omen people too. Prophecy people. So whenever yeah. she the yeah the so whenever she says something, I really pay attention to it. And she's she's just so innocent. There's little moments when the dude's heads get cut off, and she like covers her eyes or whatever. And it's like, oh my god, she should not be in this family. She's too innocent. Even when uh in episode eight when she's she does her speech, like her toast speech, you can actually kind of this is the one moment I liked Otto Hightower, where Actually, I like Otto Hightower. I just think he's a huge schemer. He's a great character. Overall. Love to hate him. It's the same kind of thing yeah, I, I have with Team, with team yeah, Black, yeah, yeah. too. I don't, I don't like them, but I love to hate them. They're all written really well, mm-hmm. to be clear. Every character on this Helena... show is written well. Yeah. It's just, we just are so entrenched in our sides because it is written so well. <laughs> yeah. As soon as Helena finishes her speech, she, like, awkwardly sits down, and you can hear faintly Otto Hightower, like, whisper to her, like, good, like, good job. Because you can tell she's, like, a... Yeah. Like the black sheep a little bit. And she's a yeah. bit of a socially awkward. I was just like, that's sweet. At least he's a good grandpa. Yeah. And also, what's funny about that scene where, like, you know, he does the little clap. He does, like, oh, the yeah. little clap, auto high tower. I feel like that was a blooper that they added in because you see Allison, like... like, laugh, but you see her laugh as, like, the actress. I see. But I that see. was really funny because I saw her do that and I was like, what the fuck is this? But, <laughs> and but my weird... favorite character on Team Black. Aemond? Sorry, Team Green is is Aemond. Aemond is so cool. He's awesome. He's got a sapphire in his fucking eye socket, which is in the books. Some people are like, this is too anime. It's in the books. When the costume designers make a character like that, they have to know it's going to be instantly iconic. I did like him when so he cool. was a kid. I thought, I thought the kid actor was like, okay. And then he grew up. I was like, oh, I love him. He just has this presence where like, I want him. And there's been some things that have been spoiled for me because TikTok comments, so thank you, about what oh. happens in the Dance of Dragons. But oh. you just, and you can see a conflict setting up between him and Daemon because they're two alike. 
that little. They're very similar. They're peeps, very yeah. alike. I think Amon actually really likes Damon. Like he, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Idolizes Respect. Damon a little bit because when yeah. Damon cuts Corliss's brother, the, uh, Valerian's head name. off. Yeah, his head off. You see Amon do like a little smirk towards him. He's and like, our children shit. are bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and can keep his tongue. Whole. What a badass moment. Matt Smith. Fucking A. This is honestly the the only reason that I got excited for the show. I saw Matt Smith was in it. I was like, oh, okay. Because that was the only actor that I really knew besides um, Olivia Cook. Because I, I was going to say her too. Bates Motel. Bates Motel. is what I knew her from. And I didn't know she was British or over from Europe. Because she does an American accent pretty well. All the actors in this show are superb, really. I have no complaints Perfectly about Perfectly cast. They're all good. Even some of the kids. Even yeah. some of the kids are very good. Even the young kids do their jobs pretty well. Yeah. But uh, it's funny, some people are like, I hate that they replaced the young Rhaenyra and Allison halfway through. Actually, what they did is that they casted the older ones first, and then George R. R. Martin was like, no, you have to do these few years where they're set up first. So you have to cast a young. So then they were brought in second. Because if this show runs and for two, really three, cool, four seasons, it's going to be the older actors for the three se- yeah. two or three seasons of the show. Like they, but for the beginning, it's like right now it's 50-50, but eventually it makes more sense to... It wouldn't have made yeah. sense if the young ones were them all the way through. What's really cool about those four actors, too, they play off each other so well. So... When the younger actors were on, were doing their scenes, the older actresses would come and watch them. They weren't shooting that day. They weren't supposed to be on set, but they would come on set just to watch how they would act and vice versa. So uh-huh. they both kind of played off each other to make sure that the character was, was the same seamlessly. I see. And I at see. first I felt bad. At first I felt bad for Allison. I'm not going to lie when she was a kid because I just felt like she was just a pawn. And she was just being used as like a marriage status. And then she comes in in the green dress. I was like, I was like, yes, that is how you write strong women. Not saying, hey, these are strong women because all the men suck. No, you show her be a fucking powerhouse. Like, yeah, I'm the queen, bitches. I am the fucking queen. No, see, Respect that's why I, me. And that's then she walks up Allison. to Rhaenyra and says, thanks. Congratulations, stepdaughter. Not friend anymore. <laughs> stepdaughter. Like, oh, shit. She's now ready to play the game. You see, this is why I'm such a fan of Team Green. It's really, it's mostly Allison because she is, she is the queen, you know? Rhaenyra just yeah. pisses everybody off. Any ally, like, uh, let's say, for example, even the, um, the Valerian family, she just pissed them off doubly over. She, you know, she married their son allegedly had him killed, which I know she did a nice thing trying to set him free, but she did herself mm-hmm. no political favors. You know, had bastard children who they can tell are not even their grandchildren. Though I do respect, he says, history will remember names, not blood. So that, that was a good which is true. thing too. But she just makes enemies wherever she goes. She can't get anyone on her side. Meanwhile, Allison, people are like Christian Cole, say what you like about him, but he's willing to fight for her, man. <laughs> he she that's true yeah she spares him she show she shows mercy to the right like she can tell off her father the biggest schemer in the show she'll show mercy to Kristen cole 
and he'll he's willing to die for her. Her mm. kids, her kids, nobody wants to upset her too. They all want to make her proud. Like even Aegon, who's yeah, like he's a he's a total shit show. But even he wants to just make her proud, even though she's clearly not. Renice, yeah. even I at the end, is her. like you could be queen woman. Why aren't you? <laughs> Have you never imagined yourself on the Iron Throne? Everybody respects Oof. Alicent. She's just, she's the queen. Because they have to. No, They don't no, have they, to respect Rhaenyra. No, see, that's, that's what I'm saying. Nobody, everyone technically has to respect Rhaenyra, but nobody likes her. Nobody has to respect Alicent, but people genuinely seem to like her. No, they have to. They have to. If you've well, they do. If you know Game, of, if you know Game of Thrones, well, I know the queen the, has to be. The queen is very well respected and has to be. But I can just see it in the way people act around Rhaenyra versus Alicent. People actually don't just like Queen Alicent because she's the queen. They just they like the way she is around people. They like the way she plays politics. She's just she's just good at her job, and people respect her just as a person. Rhaenyra, besides the fact that everyone has to swear loyalty to her, she's not well liked. Now, I, and yeah, her kids are good. I don't know if, yeah, in Otto Hightower, once again, I think you could say sexism is a thing, but I also think on some level he was right because it, was, it wasn't just about sexism. In his mind, putting a woman on the Iron Throne and foregoing hundreds of years of tradition was going to be a big enough shift to start a civil war. And he was right. Just Rhaenyra declaring... Civil war he started. Yeah, but it would have been civil war either way. How do you know? Because enough people weren't willing to swear loyalty to her when she the declared herself... Conta- no, they did swear loyalty to her. All yeah, the did. main lords from all the main castles swear loyalty to her. And then as soon as another... What I'm saying is, if Otto Hightower hadn't done it, somebody else easily could have. He got enough people on his side that if he didn't do it, somebody else would have. So he's like, you know what? I see there's a civil war going to be brewing either way if this woman becomes queen. I may as well place myself in the advantageous position. No. That's not how I see it. I see it as... Here's the perfect opportunity to have my family have more power because I myself am a second son and I think my children themselves should have more higher power in the realm. So here's and I my think that's chance. Respectable enough. Everyone on this show, <laughs> You're Team Black. You're such a schemer. I don't trust Joe anymore, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this podcast anymore. <laughs> Everybody on this show, Team Black and Green, just wants the best for their own family, which I can respect. I guess. Everyone from Allison to Rhaenyra to the Valerians, everybody just wants their yeah. heirs to be successful and powerful is the thing. I can see why anybody would be on either team. I'm not saying like it would it's be all about appalling. Family. I guess. I'm just yeah. not a fan of schemers. I, d- I made a joke to Joe through text when we were having these arguments back and forth. I said, you would cheer for the White Walkers in Game of Thrones. And he, and he says, depends what the humans are like. <laughs> I haven't seen... He's like, uh, if the White Walkers have one goal and they just want one thing, what's wrong with that? If Westeros is really that bad in the time of Game of Thrones, I don't know if I'll mind seeing it wiped out. 
but I'm not there. We'll see. <laughs> I like the people in House of the Dragon. Oh, man. They're all flawed, but I, I enjoy them. Yeah. Now, what was, what was I going to say? This reason why the show is so good is because there's so much gray area. George R. R. Martin so. is a master, master class, character gray, gray character creator. It's just, you can see, you can love to hate most of them. You can hate to love a lot of them. Not everybody is fully good and not everybody is fully evil. And that's why these shows are so good. What I will say, though, is how much better would Team Green look if Aegon wasn't a rapist? If they didn't make that change, I think a lot more people would be siding with Team Green. That is like... Yeah, but he still worst... doesn't care about the realm. He still doesn't care about the realm. He doesn't do shit. If that... If the fucking... I seen a take that said he cared more about peace than pretty much anybody. Because he went out of his way to make himself look like a loser so people would think more highly of Rhaenyra. He... <laughs> he's a, he's a he screw went up out of his he... way to make himself look like a loser, so that nobody would want him to be king. Sense. So that nobody would want him to yeah, be king. Yeah, he just king. doesn't kinda want like, it. So why would you? Kind of like how Luke for the entire show kept saying, "Like I don't want to inherit Driftmark. I don't want to. I don't want that." Ever since he was old enough to be a person with an opinion, he didn't want. Well, that be. was a different reason. I liked his reason. That was a sweet moment. Like, well, why don't because you want to be? Everyone's everyone I know is dead. Yeah. It's like, damn. He said well, that. Turns out, dead. Luke, you're gonna be dead first. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> turns out you'll be dead first. Ah. <laughs> oh. But like, to if they didn't say he was a rapist, I don't believe I would choose him over Rhaenyra because he just doesn't care. He all he does is drink. To like, he just doesn't care about the realm at all. I would have Aemond over I had Aemond over Aegon any day of the week because he actually studies the histories. He studied Valyrian. He's like studied combat, whatever. You don't see Aegon training for combat in his older age. No. You see Aemond do that all the time. Counterpoint. Aegon is a puppet to Alicent and Otto. And they've successfully run the realm in Viserys' place for many years kept the peace, mm -hmm. made some pretty popular decisions. They're proven leaders, and Aegon's not really leading anything. He's just a figurehead, just to give them Right, but the amount of times his mother says, you need to step up because you will probably be king one day, he still doesn't do it. He just wants to jerk off in a window. <laughs> he's still just a little shit. But he's not really running things anymore, I don't think. I mean, we'll see how it goes. But I think he's yeah, just a puppet. Yeah, for sure. Like, right now, he's definitely a puppet. I think oh, he's just a sure. puppet, therefore, I don't really care that he's king, because I know people I like are really in charge. And, you know, if he dies, Aemon will take over, and I like him better anyway. Well, that's weird, because so, when Aemon said he was next in line, it's technically not true. Because no? he has kid. because Aegon has kids with Helena. Oh, that's true. So it doesn't really make that much sense, but maybe there's an age thing? I don't know, dude. That's true. Maybe it's an age thing. No, you would be. You'd be right. You'd be right. It would be Aegon's kids, even if, even if yeah. somebody had to be the placeholder. Oh yeah, because that does happen in the books. So I think. Well, so no, it happens age. in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, just before we close out here, I think we have a... the best example for gray characters was the final scene when Aemon's fucking with Lucerys, yep. the dragons, and then this is what. 
I get everything so comp- even fucking beasts have character arcs. Like they don't. Viserys says early on we should have never. Like thinking that we controlled dragons is comical. Like we don't. What's that line Rhaenyra said in the last episode? She said something like, "If there's one thing I learned from my father's stories, it's when you take dragons to war, everything gets burned." Yeah, he doesn't want to be. She doesn't want to be queen of the ashes. Yeah. Or something like that. Well, that's a line in Game of Thrones, but. But yeah, even then when. When Vagar completely go and people have done because Vagar was one of the first dragons to come to Westeros. So people yeah. are like Vagar talking to Visenya like back in the day thinking he, she's controlling or taking over Westeros like she has dementia or something. But uh, when beautiful fucking scene the cgi is amazing they went all out on it so much tension and then the moment i know game of thrones well enough to know he was about to die but that moment where luceris seemingly looks like he escapes and then you just see vagar his mouth completely collapse the 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 screen but yeah the the silhouette of him going like you see the size of vagar beautiful shot the cinematography in the show has been amazing. We see this is the first time we ever see Storm's End, by the way, like in, okay. in television. So it was really cool to see that. It's stormy. Oh, and that. Exactly. So, and Amon's reaction to Vagar just killing Lucerus and the dragon, which was just brutal because you see pieces of the dragon, but you just know he's just gone. Yeah. It's not him just shocked. It's not him, like, happy like a villain. It's him, like, I just started a civil fuck. war. <laughs> I just started a civil war. And he's, like, he feels bad. And you can see that he almost feel like he knew it was inevitable, but you see in the moment he feels bad. Because that's his nephew. They fuck around with each other all their whole life. Give me your eye. So, Give me your eye. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought they were about to fight there. But, yeah. yeah. I'm just coming as a messenger. You can make an ar- argument, like, you can make an argument where he was... It was like, well, if Damon didn't want that to happen, why would he go after him? But he was going to do it anyway, you know? It's the start of a civil war. You know what's about to happen. Someone has to draw first blood. And it's such a great setup to the Dance of the Dragons. And the final shot of Rhaenyra turning around and having that Targaryen madness scowl at the camera. Perfect. Perfect. Now, I thought... Now, I told you this too, but I nearly thought that ending was anticlimactic for me because I thought it was really cool. Okay, we're setting up for the Civil War. And I can't even say what I wanted. I just, I know mm-hmm. that there's, there's a lot more to the story. I, I've heard it said this book that they're adapting will take maybe three or four seasons to adapt properly. So this is just basically a prologue to it. It hasn't, the real story is just starting now. But I, mm-hmm. once again, as someone who hasn't read the book, is not invested in the Game of Thrones world whatsoever, I, I watch this and I say, okay, well, if you're treating this like a prologue in a book, that doesn't make for good TV. TV needs a little bit of resolution for its season-long plots, and I kind of wanted more resolution for the stories from this season. Not to have it treated like a like a book where I can just flip the page from the next prologue. Now I gotta wait a year, and that's what we wrapped up on. Now I I can't say I could have done better. I don't know what 
mm. I really wanted to see. Maybe like I don't know, armies a riding battle. off to war or whatever. I don't know. Maybe something. Like it's a it's a cool last shot. It's a really cool last shot, but it just left me feeling a little bit empty. Like I just needed something more. To combat that a little bit, I think the whole setup for this season was to show who is going to be king or queen on the Iron Throne. And they did that in episode nine. And in and Game ten. of Thrones... The two coronation Game of scenes. Thrones, well, yeah, technically. But in Game of Thrones, famously, at the second and last episode has always been the giant climatic one. And then the tenth one has kind of been like the small conclusion of the season. Okay. They call each other... The creators call them like sister episodes. Like they're, in a way, almost one. So I understand your critique of it, but I almost loved it. I love it as it is because it's something so different where they're not trying to, they didn't, because I heard rumors it was going to be a one-off season. That's what I heard. Ah, I see. And I see. I'm just so happy it wasn't. And so much to cover. Now. They skipped through like 20 so much years. To cover. Even in Game of Thrones, there's conflicts that happen over seasons. And it's doesn't do the same thing where House of Dragon where it ends on a little bit of a cliffhanger. But um I got it gets me hyped and I think they did that so they can get back their rating. Their ratings back as soon as, you know. Yeah. I think it was a very and I think the reason they did it is because okay, so Game of Thrones is in a bad spot right now. We want to go big, but not too big. So let's try to play it a little safe. And then see if people will come back for second season. And guess what? Episode one aired, became the most premiered watch thing in HBO history, and they renewed a, they oh wow renewed a second season like right after that. So I see your criticisms though, because it does feel like something is missing a little bit, just as a season as a whole. But as an overall story, yeah. like after these next four four or five years come out, you'll be able to see the entire story. Fair enough. And then, then I will appreciate it more because then I can just go on, continue the story. But as mm-hmm. right now, as a season finale that I have to wait for, it felt a little, uh, whatever. But when, mm-hmm. when I can see pop in season two immediately, great. I just have a couple other criticisms here. Some of them are, I think it's more of a subjective thing. But uh, I thought the season felt somewhat insular. I, as not really a Game of Thrones fan, wanted to see more of Westeros, but House of the Dragon mostly took place in King's Landing, which I thought in principle was interesting because I think, okay, well, if I want to see more of Westeros, I should just watch Game of Thrones because I know they explore more there. So as a first-timer to this world, I'm like, oh, well, I want to see more of the world. But also as somebody who, like, well, I know it's out there and this is probably refreshing to people. Yeah, go, yeah. Go watch Game of Thrones would be my... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All the main characters, all the main characters you follow go to different parts of the Westeros. Yeah. So the other part of me says, okay, well, that didn't really work for me, but I understand why people who watch Game of Thrones are probably intrigued that this whole season follows just one extended family in mostly King's Landing, and it was mostly the politics right where it's all going down. So that was probably cool change of pace compared to Game of Thrones where, like you said, it's all over the place. All these characters mm-hmm. who don't even meet forever. And In second season, it's confirmed we're going back to Winterfell, which was the home of the protagonists in Game of Thrones. 
Okay. So that would be really cool to go back and visit there. So my other criticism, which once again is pretty subjective, is I thought this season was a little too bleak for my taste. There, I think good drama needs, you know, you can have you can have drama, everything be super serious all the time, but I didn't think there was quite enough levity to balance the tone. There was a you know dark color palette, dour mood, everybody's super serious all the time, which once again it's fine. That's that makes for good drama. But it's kind of like, I'm trying to think of a, of a cliche metaphor or whatever, but basically the idea is light, the light and dark moments complement each other because mm-hmm. like white doesn't look as bright unless you've seen black. Black doesn't yeah. look as dark unless you've seen white. You need a bit of levity so that the, the dark moments hit harder. So you can see, oh, there there is joy in this world that the dark moments are ruining. The only scene like that would be like the dinner scene in episode. The eight. dinner scene, yes, is that the, was the only one, and that's, that's what made closest. that so powerful. Yeah, I just I wanted to see a few more like that. They're a little more. Nobody's happy in Westeros. People die of dysentery, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it was just a little too dour most of the time, with just. But that, that's I'm a, me. Spoiler alert. It's not a happy place to live. <laughs> There's all these schemers. It's all well, these I know. incest going on. But in real life, in my experience anyway, even the people who are most miserable cope with their misery through humor. That's just how people I mean, the are. wedding, people the wedding really... episode five was fun until the murder. <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't like the orgy scene, Joe? I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, Oh yeah, that was a that was one of the questions you had for me for uh, Game of Thrones was is the nudity is the gratuitous? What do you think about House of Dragon? Well, I mean, there was the origin. Wasn't that much? It was pretty Mm -hmm. much just episode four, I think, and then episode four, and then like one sex scene in episode one. But other than that, yeah. And then uh, when Damon and and I think like when Damon and Rhaenyra finally had sex, that was a that was a moment too. He's the only one that takes his clothes off. Yeah, even that was mostly clothed. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. So it it's gotten uh, better. But I, once Not again, I have to see Game of Thrones to compare. So I just want to rattle off a couple Are other... you going to watch Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah, I still plan to. I still plan to, after I catch mm-hmm. up on all the other... He has, 25, he has 25 things on his list. It's ridiculous. There's so many great shows this year. I've had no time to see, catch up on the backlog. So I just, I just got to rattle off a few things here. Viserys, I think, is one of the best kings in anything ever. Just in a couple episodes, I'm like, yep, this guy is one of the best kings in fiction. Just, <laughs> he's up there for sure. The The dialogue is superb, endlessly captivating. It's mostly conversation scenes, not a lot of action, but it's never boring. I'm always riveted by the political scheming, the dialogue, the back and forths, the bitter rivalries. Uh, incredible production value on this show. CGI was solid. Looked a little green screeny at times. Specifically, that dragon fight at the at the end that kind of took me out just a little bit when they're on the backgrounds, but mostly immersive. I think the problem with that CG, the only way you criticize it, is the composition of the real people in it. 
I think the CGI as a whole is incredible, especially with the dragons. They've never looked this good and this realistic based on the lighting. It's always the composition of people when you can tell they're on a soundstage. I thought at the end there was definitely going to be a sword fight because they did, they did the callback to episode 2 with them drawing swords at the bridge. And then what happens is Rhaenyra just throws the pin. That's a great character moment where Rhaenyra, you don't deserve to wear this fucking pin. That was good. He throws the... That was a good moment. And Otto is just like, I want to slap her so hard. That's what I got from his, like, face. I was like, god damn it. It's like, but yeah. I'm excited, man. I can't believe we have to wait for 18 months. Yep, that's gonna be a long (sighs) wait. I'll just rewatch the show every week. (laughs) (laughs) Just, uh, an episode a day. On repeat. Yep. Just like friends. Anyway. So House uh, of the Dragons out great. Here. Yep. House of the Dragons great. Fantastic TV. Good first experience for someone who's never watched Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That's my perspective anyway. I think you could enjoy it. It is ten times it is ten times better than Reigns of Power. Where both seasons you can argue are both prologue seasons. But with the things with Rings of Power, it tries to do way too much recreating and re-lore writing and just basic television writing, whereas House of the Dragon, it's so complex. And the people who like Rings of Power, you can like it. I, I won't dog you on it because the production design is immaculate. But the people who compare the two, I just, I don't trust you. <laughs> I don't trust when people say Rings of Power is a better show. Sorry. It's not. I have not heard a single person say that. But I'm it's sure mostly out people there. on like comments and shit. People who review stuff or whatever. People who care more about the optics than quality. Yeah, it's mostly people who obviously haven't read the books and stuff too. So yeah. All right. Anyway, well, uh, great show. Joe will eventually watch Game of Thrones, even if I have to fucking sit in the room with him. With a sword. <laughs> and watch it with them. The close-up Civil War is coming to a close. It wasn't too bloody. Nobody lost an eye. No. It's because we're a distance away. <laughs> Although I do demand Ryan's eye. You're not to have my eye. I demand your wig. <laughs> Exposed. Uh, anyway. Alright, well, you can find me at Ryan Walker Official on Instagram and on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Thoughtplane Media and our Facebook page at the same name. Also, check out the close-up with Ryan and Joe Facebook page for latest updates on the show. If you listen to us in audio form, check out our YouTube channel for the video. And if you're on YouTube, find us anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. You can find further film discussion and entertainment reviews on thoughtplane.ca forward slash articles. And if you'd be so kind, you can support ThoughtPlay Media on Patreon, link below. Also, be sure to leave us comments and reviews if that's a big help. And how about clicking that like button if you enjoyed this? We hope to see you on the next close-up with Ryan and Joe. Till next time. Valo Mogulis. <laughs>